Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Joining us, we're following up on last night's reports of a deadly tragedy upon the Besserell Correctional Facility on the southern coast, where a mass hallowing appears to have gone wrong, or more likely, to have come under some kind of attack. Normally, these facilities are, of course, well protected against any kind of hostile transformation. But we now understand it was upon this occasion the walls, the floor, the reinforced concrete of the sacrificial chamber itself that erupted. Hostilities have been continuing into this afternoon, but by the grace of Channel 12, we've just learned that a press helicopter has got close enough to capture footage from the prison itself. We're getting this now, live for the first time. You can see the prison roof and walls themselves have erupted into a, a vast tree-like structure. 
presumably a saint of some kind, although not from a faith that our researchers recognized. We believe that saint was Esther Graman, an inmate at the facility who was scheduled to be hallowed last night. Those are human bodies, visible, impaled upon the branches, presumably prison personnel. We apologize for showing those. Hopefully they can be blurred. And you can see there, the branches still moving. They're flowering with white crocus. I must stress, of course, that we don't know yet whether agents of the peninsula were involved, but this is beginning to hey, look uh, more you and mind more changing like the a channel? across our Getting mouth. on my nerves a bit. We'll be right Fucking pennies. They're not all so bad. I I'm just saying, you know, maybe cooler heads can prevail this time around. Come on, Dennis. You saw that. They haven't changed. They never will. Well... Who amongst us should be denied a second chance? Hey! Hey, Corbin! Over here, pal! Come grab a pew with me, Dennis, would ya? In the back. Sure, sure. Hey, another glass of Reiki for my friend? Thanks. Here you go. Uh, <clears throat> thanks again for meeting with me. It's noted and it's appreciated. So, look, uh, you've probably seen already that things got a little out of hand with our little experiment. We, uh, we didn't realize it would be quite that dramatic. Honest, we didn't. If we knew the results would be so, uh, so explosive, we'd have taken a different path. And when we left Esther, we weren't even thinking that she'd play ball. We don't... We didn't think any of this would come to anything. Which is why I, uh... I just wanted to drive out here and reassure you, Corvin, uh, to take a, a bit of time to settle things. Because I'm sure you're thinking at this point, uh... Oh, gods, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> uh, so here's... Here's the lay of the land, okay? We're going out of town later today, heading east. Nobody's going to hear from us, and naturally nobody's going to hear that you helped us, either. Uh, I've, I've also got you a little gift. A bit of extra cash to say thank you for helping us. Uh, a decent little sum. I, I, I don't have it on me, but I'm, I'm going to wire it to you as soon as we, we get to the other side. What's the matter? You're too late, Dennis. They already came to the repair shop. First thing this morning. Huh. The bronze, they, they really stepped up their pace. Huh. When I used to cover for you back in the day, Corvin, I, I remember they were never as fast as all that. It'd take them a week to even bother sending out a squad car. Well, they're thinking it might be an act of war, Dennis. So they're not waiting around to see what happens next. They knew I called Esther a lot. A lot more than our fucking parents ever did. They also knew that a week after my last call, 
A couple of unexpected visitors came to see her, claiming to be her cousin and niece. Her family said those people don't exist. They're pretty thin. Nothing to connect you with it. They didn't seem to think so. They had sketches of you and your girl. They told me they had proof that you were agents of a foreign power, which, for all I know at this point, might as well be true. They told me that in their eyes, I was a spy for the pennies, and I'd be held to account for all those deaths. And then, they told me it'd take a miracle to save me if I didn't start cooperating. Well, I was all out of miracles, Dennis. What did you tell them? What did you tell them, Corvin? I didn't tell them where you were. Only a name. I said we'd only spoken over the phone. I hadn't seen you face to face since we were in together. But look, they tracked me down quickly enough. Don't kid yourself into thinking it won't take them any longer to find you. Corvin, I promised my daughter we could trust you with this. I made a promise to her. I'm giving you notice. Isn't that enough? People died, Dennis. You made me an accomplice to that. People? They were the cops! The screws! You think any harm would have come to them if they hadn't been standing in a circle around your friend? Around Esther? Their hands wrapped around her throat? Fuck the bronze, you always said to me. <sighs> That's just something people say, Dennis. No, it's not just something that people say. Can you really not see that you've gone too far? What's this kid of yours put into your head? Make things easier for all of us. Turn yourself in. Tell them you were tricked into all of this. You didn't understand the consequences you were taken advantage of. Spin them some kind of tale while you still had that option open to you. Because they'll be coming your way soon. And you know they won't be gentle. I need to get home. I need to warn them. Dennis, think about it. Thanks for your solidarity, Corvin. Dennis, wait here with me and talk it out. Dennis, you're smarter than this. You said this was going to happen. You fucking said it, but you went along with it all the same, didn't you? You let her do it. You let her do it, and now this is where you're at. You fucking... You're smarter than this. So what are you going to do about it, asshole, huh? What are you going to do about it? The dead man sings. The words come reluctantly at first, then in a great torrent, his worm-crawling tongue quivering under the accumulated weight of a hundred, a thousand words. He sings of his childhood by the water, the old rituals and verses as he was taught them over the long years. He sings of growing up, hard lessons learnt. The dead man sings of his home 
an ancient place amongst the rocks upriver, hidden from the roadside and undiscovered during the long purges. He tells us how he'd venture out there, through the trees, with the handwritten verses in old notebooks delivering them to the scattered faithful. He sings of terrible shame and dreadful revelations, and the government men who caught him up in their arms one day and led him south. He sings of a cage, a padded room where they hurt him, experimented upon him, and then threw him away. I listened to the dead man, conveying only the practical essentials to my sister, and... I can't help thinking how terrible it must be to live and die and still go on singing hasanas to the same damned god. The procession of jeeps heads north. When they come to our abandoned coach, its tires given out, slumped in the ditch by the roadside, they do not, as we initially feared, attempt to follow us into the hills. Instead, they keep driving. The two young, feral things ride behind on horseback, their faces bowed beneath hoods and yellowing animal skulls, rifles slung across their backs. One of the cars has the emptied-out carapace of a crab angel, weeks old, strapped to its bonnet. The soldiers look purposeful, like they know where they're going. And as we watch, trailing them northwards from hiding places amongst the rocks, and their direction of travel becomes even clearer, we have to accept something. Faulkner's young disciple, if he did, against all odds, survive the carving chapter's rituals of pain, only had one secret to reveal. The location of the trawler man's refuge. The Paraclete's Gulch. It's me, Uncle. No, I haven't spotted that rare bittern yet. I... Listen, please, just stop talking and listen to me. There's a pair of thieves targeting properties in town. They've done a lot of damage already. I've seen that firsthand. They came from my place last night. We suffered for it, Uncle. I can tell you that much. Oh, you... you've heard about them too? Well, anyway, I've got a hunch they'll end up at your house if you don't do something about it fast. 
Uncle, I'd strongly consider getting in the car and taking the entire family someplace that's safe. You... They have accomplices, Uncle. They're armed. I really don't know if you'd be able to handle them yourself if they broke in. Mason, just drop it. Just drop it. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening, and they're coming to kill you. Doesn't that matter to you? They're coming for the gulch. I don't care about the proper protocol. For once in your life, just listen to me. Stop playing games and listen. Mason? Mason? What did he say? That I should find a place to hide out and wait for things to blow over. Then, he said, they've expected this might be coming, but there's nothing to worry about. They're gonna hunker down. Stupid. Yeah. Mason's not one for a courageous last stand. He'll have something else up his sleeve. To run and hide and leave the rest of him behind to die and cover his escape? Oh, I can imagine. You... you were always right about him, Carpenter. He doesn't care about the faith. He doesn't care about the faithful. Our lives, our people's lives, mean nothing to him. The Catabasians, like Mason, they just sit at the top and they use you however they can. Someone told me we were due a prophet of the river to change all that. How many pilgrimages did you undertake for the parish, Carpenter? Tens? Dozens? <sighs> Too many, probably. This was my second. Sister Thorox. She's the only survivor. Brother Tapper, too, if they haven't slit his throat yet. I didn't even fuck up. I know you're looking at me like I, I must have fucked up because that's all you've known me as, this this failure to deliver, but I, I swear I, I didn't. I took good care of them. I watched out for them because I knew Mason was sending us into danger and he didn't care what happened to any of them. And I tried to consider how you'd work to try and keep them safe if you'd been in my place. And, and they still... Dad, how much meat can you keep feeding in before the grinder breaks? I don't know. I... She's not the only survivor, Faulkner. Can I tell you something? In, uh, in confidence? Yeah, you can. I don't pray like I used to anymore. I started to notice that. It doesn't always come naturally. When things go right, I tell myself the trolley man must be watching out for me, but... When things go wrong... I don't think about him at all. Instead, I think about how I might be able to spin the story later on so people still believe in me. 
and I start to worry that this is something that's taken me over. <laughs> like maybe your disillusionment it was catching. And maybe someday along the line, when I've given everything to him, I'll come to the same conclusions you did. That there's no plan for me or anyone. And if that's true, there's no way out of this for me, is there? There's no way forward. There's nothing I can invent to make this better. This is the story of the liar who lost the oldest refuge of the faith, the failure who kept on failing. This is all my fault. It's all my fault. I set it in motion. There was a truck in a ditch a little way back down the hill. Want to see if you can get the engine started. It's been raining up and down the peninsula for weeks. It'll be a wet and muddy drive for them upriver, and we know the hills a hell of a lot better than they do. We can circle around on the highway, stick to the concrete roads most of the way, try and outpace them. If we get lucky, a favourable tide, we might be able to beat them to the Paraclete's Gulch. And if we can, then maybe you and I, together, we can persuade Mason to change his mind. Maybe we can get those people out of the Gulch before it's too late. Faulkner? Easy now. Lay her down. Lay her down. You doing okay, Sister the Rocks? Uh, I'm okay. Catavation. I'm doing alright. Glad to hear it. Now, let's get that door open. Bet you never knew your catabasin could do this, huh? You realize you don't need to come with me. It was my idea. But we're not your people anymore. Are we? <clears throat> oh, you'll always be my people, Faulkner. But no, he isn't my god anymore. I don't think. I haven't changed my mind, if that's what you're getting at. Mm. And, uh, I've taken to that. <sighs> you know, I think back the moments when I knew our god was speaking to me. I turned summon up the memory of everything I felt back then. And there's nothing there anymore. Not even resentment for the wasted years, for the guilty moments. I know that should feel like a relief, but it's just the opposite. It's it's an absence that grieves you. Oh, good job. Recently I've been trying to figure out if there's another god out there for me. If there's a different fate that would mean something to me. But I'm starting to wonder if anything will ever mean anything to me again. No. It's worse than that. 
keep wondering if I haven't strayed past the final passage of my life and fallen off the final page. I understand. I think I do, anyway. I know it's not the same, but back in the seminary before our first pilgrimage, there was this disciple, Joe Quaid, and we were in the same induction program, but then things didn't work out, and after that I had to sit alone in our lessons, and it was just... It's... It's not the same. I know it's not the same. It was a stupid comparison. No, no. I want to hear more about Joe Quaid. I think it'll really help me to hear more about Joe Quaid. Come on, let's get her in the back seat. Did you tell him you were the chosen prophet of the river? Because I think that's what they call coming on a bit strong. Stop talking. We'll return to this, I can assure you. I consider it a bond of trust that you're opening up to me about your relationship history. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) See, but on, Sister Thurox. We're going to need to move fast. You saw what happened to Paige, didn't you? After the crossing? Yeah. I saw. I'm glad she's back with her own people. Couldn't stand the thought of that shit Hayward having his claws in her. Okay, that's... Fuck. Four skims? What's your record again, Hayward? Was it two? I'm uh, struggling to keep count here, but I'm pretty sure you're losing. Well, no. Because, uh, that's not how the game actually works. What do you mean, that's not how the game actually works? Well, a lot of people think you need to skim the stone as many times as possible. A lot of people. All of them. Completely mistaken. In actual fact, the goal is to throw the stone and make as big a splash as you possibly can. That's how you win. Hmm. Oh, so this must be one of those cultural differences. Exactly. Like so. That's how you win. The game of skimming stones. Trust me. I used to be a cop, remember? Went undercover at a lot of uh, ponds hunting for rogue... pond gods. Uh-huh. And then, uh, growing up in the big city, there were, uh, you know, all those stone-skimming pond gangs and the weekly community pond nights and then... Uh, okay, okay, I believe you. Gods. Here, let me try. <clears throat> You're a natural skimmer. Yeah, I did go to college. <laughs> Think your dad's gonna turn us in. He does have our money, well, your money. Not until he's bled us dry, he won't. He knows I've still got some savings left. You sure you want to come with us, Hayward? Yeah. Of course I'm sure. There's another prison in the fjords north of Ness, your dad said. I'd like to see that. I never traveled this far from home. First time wasn't exactly a success. You might not want to try for a second. 
I did learn one good lesson growing up. That wasn't about skimming stones. First time in any kind of fight with anyone, you're gonna trip. You're gonna swing and miss, and they're gonna knock the shit out of you. And the best thing you can do in the aftermath of your own failure with all of Tommy Lawson's boys circling around you, and some of them were in the year above you, mind you, is get up, grin at them through bloody teeth, clench your fists, and scream in triumph like you just knocked each one of them on their knees in turn. That scares the shit out of them. Because then they think you're crazy. Oh, but you're not crazy. Actual craziness is irrelevant to the story here. My, my point is... I failed at nearly every damn thing I've ever done. And if I'd never failed... I wouldn't be here. Winning at skimming stones. You don't need to be so chipper all the time, Hayward. Nine people are dead. And it's because we raised something we couldn't control. Next time they'll know to run. Maybe they'll think twice. You have to feel the weight of it, though. You know what? I feel it less than the weight that came before. I really do. I don't think I can just shrug it off that easily. I used to put people in handcuffs. You used to make gods. I don't know how much harm that puts on my shoulders over the years. I've got absolutely no way of telling. Maybe we have to look at the ripples... Not just the splash. I think we're doing something really good here. I really do. I hope you're right. Perhaps it'd be different if I felt more connected to... to our god. Faith lends confidence. True faith, I mean. And that has its downsides, but right now it still feels like a marketing project back at work. Like... Like I'm only seeing it from a distance. That a wedding band? I didn't want to ask. You thought I was married? Maybe divorced. Why divorced? (laughs) It's an old family heirloom. It was my mom's. A word on the job for camouflage or theatrics, I suppose. You do a lot of lying to people when you're a cop. No, not even theatrics. Sometimes things just take on a life of their own. You ever feel like there's someone at your shoulder trying to keep you on the right path and at a certain point you just stop listening to them and then they're banging on the window screaming at you getting more and more furious and yet fainter and fainter and you know you're doing the wrong thing so you start to kind of get a satisfaction from it savoring every last curse and every last judgment upon you as you bare your back and you carry on doing the wrong damn thing all the same yeah 
Sometimes. Me? Not so much. Not since I came here. <laughs> Shit. I thought it'd be louder. Seemed plenty loud to me. Oh, Dad's home. Something's wrong. Dad? Dad, what happened? Paige, we... We've got a problem. I'm so, so sorry. What did you do? We don't... Just listen, we don't have long, okay? I need you to listen to Dad, me. Dad, what did you do? Shoot! I'm the one who called it in! Dennis Duplass! Don't. Took your time, didn't you? Come on, they're inside. They're locked in the basement. Second team, hold position. First team, you're with me. Alright, move. Move. I told them you were coming. I, uh, told them to hide out in the basement. I said I'd. Talk my way out of it. <laughs> They're in for a real shock. Command, come in. We've made contact Follow with the informant. Come on, quickly. You in charge? Listen, look. My daughter isn't to blame, okay? It's this other one, this uh, Peninsulan, Hayward. All right, he put ideas in her head, you understand? He, he manipulated us both. This ridiculous god of his. It, it was time someone put a stop to it before anyone else got hurt. I'm doing the right thing now by turning him in. I want that on record. Gods, I wish I'd done it earlier. He's armed. Are you listen to me? He's armed. Bring your guns. Be ready to shoot. Command, come in. That's right. Come on. Just this way. Down the stairs. Come on. Follow me. Move it. Oh, mind your step. <laughs> and get your boys to hold the door as it comes through or it'll catch. Wait, is that Keith under that mask by any chance? Keith Wilkers? Keep moving. Oh, you know me, Keith. Dennis Duplass. I used to sell storm gods to your dad. Oh, good man, your dad. He'd be proud of you today. And here we are. I've been growing beets. Uh, store them down here. You perhaps in the market for a beet, Keith? Uh, once we've dealt with the penny? No, I don't want a beet. Where are they? There's a trap door at the back here. An old cave under the cliffs. I'll show you how to get it open. Just get ready. Second team, stand by. Command, we've made contact with the informant on site. Repeat, we've made contact with the informant and we're ready to move. There's no way out when they get down there. Still sharp, aren't I? <laughs> now they're trapped with no place to go. 
Yours for the taking. Command, please come in. Just need to find the latch. You do not have an informant on site. Command, I'm referring to... Uh, sorry, uh, you'll just need to give me a second, Keith. It sticks sometimes. Uh, could be they've... Could be they've locked it from the other side, of course. Uh, might take a few of us to break through. Hey, hey come on, uh, lend a hand, boys. He's bluffing. There's nobody down here. Grab him. Let's get back out. Now wait. Just wait one moment. What the fuck? Let him bleed. Let's get back out. Second team, conduct a sweep of the fields. One suspect is down. I repeat, one suspect is down. Come in, second team. It's hard to read you down here. Shit. I told you, it, it catches. You shot me, Keith. Ah, oh, just look at that. Get that door open. Let's get him out. Uh, I'm retracting the offer of... of beats. Command, please come in. Hey, Hello, hey, can anyone hear me? Keith. Come in, please come in. Keith! What? Take a look. What have you done? It's a god of martyrs, Keith. My daughter, she... She came up with that. It was her idea. Isn't my daughter clever? Isn't my daughter something? Keith. Hey. Hey, Keith. What? Fuck the bronze. Saint! Saint! Get out! Get out! Paige! Paige, you need to sit down. You'll turn us over. He said he'd talk his way out. He, he fucking lied. He lied. I know. I, I know he did. Turn back. You have to turn back. Hey, it, it's too late for that. I said fucking turn back. Paige? Paige! Paige, can you hear me? Paige, I'm gonna keep going. We have to make it across the channel. She doesn't answer me. She just lies there, her eyes rolling over white, curling up in on themselves, whispering the same words over and over. Turn back. Turn back. In 
the emptiness around us, black and twisted shapes have risen from the waves. They hang there, lifted high into the air, the white chemical froth dripping from their flanks. Gulls, bloodily impaled upon black tendrils that have burst forth from the flesh of blinking cod. Crocus flowers swell and blossom from the wounds of predator and prey alike. The waters of the channel have become a memorial garden and a frozen act of vengeance. In time, we pass the colossal form of a dead whale, raised up high above us, floating on a thousand slender black spines that emanate from below. Paige does not wake. She keeps on babbling. I whisper words of comfort that I she cannot possibly hear, and I keep my trembling hand upon the tiller. We keep plowing on, through the dark and polluted waters. My prophet, and me. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.